But you know, prayer is, and I'm going to close out today with this, but prayer is the, listen to me, young people as well as old, it's the only answer. Because it's the only thing that changes anything. Jesus came and died for us. For everything you're going through, all, everything. And that's all for us if we receive it, but you only receive it if you recognize you have to pray or somebody has to pray. Nothing gets done. He's got it set up that way. That's why we're a part of it. That's why you're still breathing. He could have just as easy set it up to where when you received Jesus, you disappeared. Could he have not? But instead, he wanted to use you. And if you're sensitive and pay attention, everything that happens in your life, you can almost look back and see when somebody prayed or you prayed. Because God always answers your prayers. Always, always. Now, if you're praying for a new Corvette, you'll get it if that's what he wants. And we've got to talk about that a little bit. It's his will. And that's why when we talk about what I'm going to talk about today, when you pray his will, it's going to come. You say, well, I prayed for somebody and they died. That was his will. You say, well, wait a minute. He heals everybody. Yes, he does. And eternity with him is better than suffering here. And why do you suffer? Sometimes in Scripture he says, they suffer for me. We can argue about that and we can talk about that. But there's too much, there's too much. And besides that, it's funny how we pray for everybody that's sick. If he answered every one of those like we want, nobody would die. You're all looking at me strange, but isn't it the truth? You say, well, now wait a minute. Why should a young person die? I don't have the answer to that. But I know that he knows everything in our lives. But I know that what if you prayed and it happened? You were healed. You were well. You were whole. Because it does happen. We see miracles all the time. So you don't negate it because you don't get your way. That's the doc brought it up. It's so amazing how we are on a team. And I'm not even started yet. We're on a team, but yet we want our way. And we don't like how things are going, so we're going to... Supposedly we're praying, but instead we're judging. And we're saying our way is better, but you don't even recognize that you're judging. And he says all over the scripture, do not judge. Just get in a team and, and go. You know, I'm supposed to be the boss here. And then under me is delegated other people under me and don't get mad at me but I see this church different than anybody in this room and that's why you probably don't even realize it I pray for everybody in this room it comes up why because God wants to change all of us and I know you guys pray for me and there's times when pastor's not doing what he should be doing. Pastor's not saying how he should be saying it according to you all. But yet, just pray and God will change me. That's how it works. Now, if you're praying for the Bengals, they're gone. If you're praying for the Eagles, if you're praying for the Chiefs, somebody said, are you really supporting the Chiefs? Well, not really. It's just the only thing I had that was close to the same color. If you're praying for them to win, that prayer probably is not going to go anywhere. 
Well, I'm going to just leave it right there. <laughs> Title of the message, if you're taking notes, is Pray Like This. Want to back up two, three, four services? Prayer is the communion with God for the manifestation of His glory, not what you want. Another reminder, as I've, as I've taught this and taught this, we do not have to beg God for anything. There was a time in my life that I thought you had to come to the altar and you had to beg him for something to happen in your life or you had to beg him for something to change in somebody else's life. That, that is not what we do. We thank him, and we're going to go into that. We thank him for, for what he's done. Prayer is a place of relationship, a place of trusting. It's a place of our confession we are making confessions of what this says we've got without wavering. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. It doesn't say that he might. He will answer the prayers. It's a, it's a guarantee. It's in the word. See, he's into relationships. He's into you having a relationship with him. He's, he's not into somebody you never talk to. I mean, you can't have a relationship without talking and spending time. Probably most everybody here knows I've been seeing Donna. We've been, we've been running around and having fun together. And, but if I would go to her house and sit down and never talk to her, I would never know her. The same with your, whoever you're around. Olivia, we all... Olivia, everybody in this church knows the name Olivia. And we've got to see Olivia here and there. But you've been talking to the Heavenly Father about her. And folks, she's a miracle. And going to get better and better and better and better and better. He listens to us because we have a relationship we, we talk back and forth to the Father, and he hears us. And as we learn the word, and as we're in church, that's why it's so important to be in church. That's why it's so important to go to the Bible studies. Because you learn your promises, and then in your relationship, you know God. You understand God. And it's not begging God. It's, Lord, I thank you for this. I thank you for a living. I thank you for the, the surgeons that's doing the surgery. I thank you that she's going to come through and come through better than ever before. And we see that all the time. Jim Derricks went and was expecting to possibly have, have surgery on his back with the doctor that we know, I know, the one that did my back. Well, I told him, I said, it might be months down the road. Well, within two or three days, he already had the MRI and already scheduled for things. Well, what, how'd that happen? He come up, and we stood, and we prayed that he was going to have, you say, well, you didn't do it. I don't do anything. But we're a part of the team. We're a part of his team, and if we're not doing our part, then, then it's not going to happen. It may happen through somebody else, but it may take more time. Colossians 3, 2 says, set your mind on the things above. That's where we're supposed to be thinking, not on what's going on around here. We so many times, it's just like, I'm all for this today in Super Bowl, but they put on their pants the same way I do. And if they're your hero, he's the wrong hero. 
He's the hero. And there's not a one of them goes on that field that could not be gone before the game today. Yet he's taking care of us, and yes, that's entertainment. Yes, he's a part of that, and he wants us to have fun. That's all part of what we're doing, but they're not God. And sometimes we make sports a God. It's become, even now, and I'm not judging anybody that comes and goes with sports during the week, but now Wednesday's just another game day. It's not a church day. Used to be a church night. Nobody scheduled anything. That's how it's changing. Even Sundays now, you can go to, when soccer starts, outdoor soccer, you can go to St. Louis and they're filled in the morning on Sundays. What's happening? Well, maybe we need to be praying more and changing more of what God wants in our life. Why? Because Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God. But you know, to get back to it, just so we can know how to pray, go, if you will, to Matthew 6. And I want to talk to you between the verses 9 and 13. This is for every age here. Now listen to what I have got to say today. This, this when I was in church and going to church with my parents, I thought this was just a prayer. I thought this was just how you pray. But I didn't realize that what I'm going to be reading is an outline on how to pray. And if you follow this, you can pray for hours if you want to every day. Or at least you can use this as an outline to hit and miss and and get time in with God. Because why? Because relationship is so important. Look what it says in verse 9. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us our daily bread and forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. I cannot even count the times that I quoted that in the church that I went to. But I was never taught what it's for. Because listen, you can take this prayer, and most people that's been in church have got that memorized. You can take this prayer, and if you don't have it memorized, then just pull your Bible out, write it down, and read over it, and read over it, and read over it until you get it down. Because in verse, in verse 9, it talks about your promises. In verse 10, it talks about your priorities. In verse 11, it's your provisions. In verse 12, it's your personal fellowship and relationship with him. And in verse 13, it's praise, it's, it's power and praise. You say, well, well, explain that. Well, that's what we're going to do today. He starts out, he starts out by wanting us to recognize how it would be his name. You can stay right there for a long time. Psalms 100 verse 4 says, In his gates, you enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. If I'm going to spend time with my heavenly father, if I'm going to build a relationship with him, the Bible plainly tells me, this is just one scripture, it plainly tells me to come in with praise. Well, what's praise? Praise is thanksgiving. Praise is recognizing, I mean, you, you don't give honor to someone that's not done the job. I mean, after the Super Bowl, they're going to be holding up a trophy. And then they're going to be on the news and they're going to make a lot of money because they were number one. Well, let me tell you something. He's number one. And, and you, you, you can start your prayer just by starting to thank him that you've been forgiven. 
Lord, I thank you for your name. I thank you your name is above every name. I thank you that your name has taken care of every situation. I thank you that your name has, has given me forgiveness. I thank you that it's given me power. I thank you that because of your name, you live in me. There's one of those things that I was always taught wrong. He lives in me, but I didn't know I could hear his voice. I was never taught that I could hear his voice. How do you have a relationship with something, someone that doesn't talk? He talks all the time in our new conscience. He speaks to us all the time. And that my conscience is cleared. All the stuff that I did in my past is forgiven. And when I make a mistake tomorrow, I can say, Lord, I thank you that you're the forgiving God. And I repent of what I did. Now, thank you that you've already forgiven me for that. This is all beginning time. He made us righteous. I'm not righteous in my doings. I mess up all the time. I think wrong thoughts all the time. We all do. But I've been made in right standing because of what Jesus did. And what's exciting about it is as God is looking down on this earth to the believers, he is seeing a whole bunch of righteous people. You say, well, what about what I did wrong? That was covered by the blood of Jesus. You mean I can do what I want? You can do what you want. But there's also gravity. It's like me jumping off this stage. Wouldn't be wise at 72. You reap what you sow. That's the consequences of life. We can, it's amazing how we can make our choice. We get the right to make our choice. But you have no right. You'll never have it. Your consequences. That's chosen by somebody bigger than all of us. But I want to have a relationship so when I make a mistake, and I'm going to make them, he forgives me, and I know he forgives me. Thank you for making me righteous. Thank you for taking care of me. Thank you for pulling me out of darkness. There was a time before I give my heart to Jesus that I was controlled by demonic spirits. I was controlled by myself. I, was, I didn't know that I could have Jesus with me. I didn't know he could live in me. I didn't know that he could take care of me. I didn't know all the things that, that he's given me. I didn't know that I was guaranteed a place in heaven. The Bible says in Ephesians 1.13 that you're sealed by the Holy Spirit. These are all things. Now, what, we're, what are we talking about? We're talking about this simple little prayer in using it as an outline to walk and build a relationship with the Father. Prayer is the most important thing that we can do. Then it goes on and says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I, wanna, I, wanna, I want the, his will, what's in heaven, to be in my life. So I, I, I shift to that mode next when I pray. And you know who gets the first prayer when it comes to thy will be done? Me. Because I want my life to be straightened out. Lord, your will be done in my life. And then as I, as I, as I, as I talk with that area, I may, I may go off and pray in the spirit about it because I don't know what else to say except, Lord, your will be done. And then I might think about somebody in my family. And then I would pray for, for my family. And then I would walk through my kids from, from Chris to Brad, to Keith, and then you can go from there, you can go to their wives, and you can go to their kids. All the while, what am I doing? I'm following this pattern he gave me on how to pray. I want God's will to be done in my life, and my family. Then I've got, then I've got, then I've got all of you. If I want to pray for you, and, and I can't just, I can. I could go through the list and just pray, and I've done that. But I, I allow the Holy Spirit to speak to me on who 
I need to lift up whenever people's going through things. Linda Jenrin, she's not here again today. She comes up daily. Lord, thank you that you give her strength. Lord, thank you that your will is going to be done in her life and what she's walking through. Use her. I, I've been listening to, uh, I can't think of the whole man's Nick. Nick is his name. What's it? Anyway, he has no arms and no legs. Anybody seen him? Amazing. The outlook he has on life. No arms, no legs, has one foot. He's got a beautiful wife and four beautiful kids. He is as happy as can be. He's, he, I listened to an interview just yesterday, two days ago. And he was saying he didn't even realize his disability until he went to school. And then one of the kids said, Oh, we're going to go out and play baseball today. Will you be second base? The only thing that got him through was having a relationship with the Father and recognizing that God can use everything he created. And he has touched life upon life upon life. I don't care what's going on in your life. Yes, we want better for what we've got. Well, you can't get it unless you pray. But no matter what happens in your life, God already knew and God's going to make good from it. Why? Because he's got the outline set up to where that's what goes on. You pray for your family. You pray for your church. You, you pray for the government. You pray for your officials over you. This is, God, your will be done in Chester. Those in charge of Chester. You say, well, Chester, every city has a spirit. Bind the demonic forces. The Bible says... That we have authority and we can, we can bind everything that's already bound in heaven. We have the right to bind it right here that's not supposed to be. Everything that's loosed in heaven, we have the authority to loose that right here. How does it change the world? Every place you go, you have the Spirit of God and you change the atmosphere of every room you walk into. If you know you've got it. So, so we pray, your will be done. Then... then then our provisions. Give us this day our daily bread. Now what am I doing? I'm walking through this, this prayer. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Well, why would you do that? Because every day of your life, it takes funding. It takes food. It takes all the things we need to breathe. It takes everything. I pray daily for the tithe that comes into this church. That's one of those things that God said, everybody should be tithing. Everybody should be giving. And if you don't, and if you're here today and you don't tithe, you are missing a blessing. Because he says, try me in this. I got over that a long time ago. I don't even think about it. As a matter of fact, I'm far and above 10% back to the church. Why? Because I know there's blessings in it. Give us a stay, our daily bread. Lord, Lord, take care of me. I have never lacked. Never have I lacked since I started tithing. Far and above. I can't, sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm just, I can't hardly get over it. He uses us, but he, he wants us to follow him. But sometimes the cupboards get a little low, but he always takes care of us. You say, well, what about the people who don't have anything? That's not my business. My business is to do what he's telling me to do. And my business is to trust him and Lord, give me this day our daily bread. Spiritually, Lord, help me grow. Physically, Lord, thank you for taking care of my health. Now, I've had some health conditions, but I'm still going. 
A lot of it's my own mistake. I still can't seem to shut the sugar down. You know, every, everybody here is addicted to something. Don't judge me. Come on. It may be, I, no, never mind. It could be anything. You all know my story on Dr. Pepper. I could not drive through Sparta without stopping. And if I passed the machine, I turned around and come back and got my Dr. Pepper. Well, what's in it? Sugar. But we've got to be at the place of recognizing. Lord, give, us, give me this day the things that I need because I can't do it. It's no different than sitting right there just a while ago. Lord, I, you all, I can't do this. And I, I was going to comment about Olivia. She didn't want to get up here. I didn't know either. Every day he, get, he gives her the needs. It's amazing when you start getting older, you look back at how he has taken care, taken care, taken care. You, you go through things in your life where you think, I, I'll never, I, how in the world can we get through this? But yet you're on the other side. Christopher, our oldest, I, I'm blown away how many lives he's touching where he's at. It, I mean, I can't even, he got another man saved just the other day. We sent two more Bibles up, up there. Is he happy where he's at? No. But he's touching lives and he's got a purpose. And people are getting saved. And you can believe what you want. We know the truth. But he just keeps marching on, trusting God, trusting God. Every time I talk, every time I talk to him, we end up preaching to each other. He's helped me as much as anybody has. Well, how? Because every day, every day, his needs are met, and in his, when his needs are met, he's filling other people. Same with you. Same with you. Philippians 1.19 says, I know that as you pray for me, this is so good, and the Spirit of Jesus Christ helps me, this will lead me, lead to my deliverance. As we pray for other people, as we say, Lord, meet the needs of Brad's household. Lord, meet every need he has right now. Monica, meet the needs there, that's, that's, that's what this is all about, is helping. Not, it's, not, it's not you. Yes, you've got to have your needs met, but just real quick, get off of you and get like Doc just said a while ago. It's, I, I'm supposed to be out of your vocabulary because as you serve other people, then you're going to get taken care of. That is the way the, the word has it. it. It works. You all with me today? Philippians, Philippians 4.19 says, we, he will supply all your needs according to his riches. Oh, oh, he's pretty wealthy. Since he created everything, I'm taken care of. Your needs, family's needs, the church's needs, all will be covered if we, if we recognize God's got it. Goes on, it says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lord, help me to be a quick forgiver. Lord, help me not be a judge. Help me not see people doing things different than I would do it, help me to leave that alone. If you want to lift that up, just say, Lord, in, in Jesus' name, lead them and direct them and your will be done. It'll change then because then God's will will be done. Don't judge. Listen to me. We sit around and we say, I don't judge, I don't judge, but yet we judge, we judge, we judge. 
We've got to stop doing that because it doesn't line up with anything in the word. Nothing. He says, Lord, forgive me. You, in this prayer, Lord, Lord, thank you that you've given me the ability to forgive. In ourself, we can't. And thank you that you forgave. This is all in this prayer. And I've rattled on here for all this time and, I, and spent no time on each one of them. We can pray for two or three hours, folks. And not even get out of this prayer. Recognize that, that God has us. God has taken care of us. Forgive us our debts as, though, as he forgave us. That right there, you could just stay. Because then the enemy will try to come in and say, yeah, remember what you did? And you say, Lord, I just thank you that you forgave me for anything and everything that goes on in my life. And I thank you, Lord. Then it gets in verse 13 and it says, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Remember that was written before Jesus. Remember that was written. We don't have to ask to be, Lord, thank you that you give me the power to overcome it. Lord, you have to do this because I'm weak. The Bible tells us that we're weak. Our spirit's strong but our body's weak, and we cave in easily to temptations. Lead us not into temptations, it says, but deliver us from the evil one. Why? Because he's got it. Matthew 26, 41, the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak. 2 Peter 2, 9 says, the Lord knows how to deliver us out of our temptations. Colossians 1, 13 says, he delivered us from darkness. Then we, we started out in praise, and the power that he's got. And then it, as, you, as you read this, it goes on and, and closes out in that. Let me read the last of this. And it says, But deliver us from the evil one, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. You close out by thanking the Lord for everything he's done in your life. And you recognize that all the things that you just prayed will be answered and your life will change. I cannot stress to you alone every age that's sitting here today. Prayer is the answer. I don't care what your age is. Prayer is the answer. And all we have to do is follow this little few scriptures. 9 to 13, it can change our life. And you close out happy and things that are on your mind. I, I had a day yesterday where I had a lot of stuff going on in my mind. And I'm having to take medication that absolutely messes my head up. And I had to all day just go, Lord, thank you that I have the mind of Christ. Lord, thank you that everything's okay. Lord, thank you. I know that some of these thoughts are garbage. I'm not going there. Depression tried to come in with this junk I'm taking. And, and I can, I've got every side effect there is to it. So what do I do? The only thing I can do is go to the one that can fix every bit of it. And he got me through, and here I am today. And I'm telling you, I know that I know that I know that I know. Prayer works. But we've got to do it. We've got to remember to think on these things. And we've got to know that everything that's up there that is, it, that is loosed is loosed right here in me. Everything that's bound is, is, can be bound right here on earth. And we've got to learn to, to recognize that he is our power. and he is. Guys, t team, come on up. He is our anointing. Prayer, I got wrote down at the very end. Prayer is the communion with God for the manifestation of his glory. I want, I want to do every day, I, and I fail every day, but I want to do every day exactly what he wants me to do. Why would I even want to exist? 
Why would you want to even wake up in the morning if you're not doing what he's telling you to do? Think of the people that just are blessed by a smile that you give them. Think of the people that are blessed, and maybe we can get into the, all the spiritual gifts, but think, think about it. If, if you're walking in the things of God and he gives you a word of wisdom for somebody, he gives you a word of knowledge for somebody, that's the kind of stuff that sets people free. And it's not after you getting set free, it's after you setting other people free because of him. Bottom line, folks, all it comes about by spending time what is prayer? Prayer is relationship. Prayer is trusting Him. Prayer is knowing that as He moves on your heart, you're going to be able to touch other lives that's going to move on their life. And it can, go, it, it can just go, go, go. I would never in my life early on thought that my son would have been in the penitentiary for the rest of his life. But he's in there, and for all the bad that's went on, He's touching so many lives. And how do I know and how do you know that the one, just one of the many he has touched is going to change thousands of lives for his suffering? Same in your life. Same in that little one's right there. Olivia don't realize the lives that she's going to touch and has already touched. Because somebody prayed for her and kept her going. And then, then the family. You can't tell me this has been easy on me mom and dad there's no way there had to be major tension and still may be but the only answer to that is prayer I, I'm talking all of us I don't care what you're going through don't judge don't complain quit that please just shut up and pray and it'll fix everything I promise you let's close out Thank you. 
thank you. You are Lord of all, Father. Help us to come to that place of recognizing everything and anything has been done for us. We just have to lift up your name and then trust in you and watch it manifest. Watch your glory manifest in our life. Father, we want your will to be done in all of our lives. And we thank you that you're getting that done. And we are just watching lives change all around us. We give you all the praise, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Call you blessed. You are dismissed. Don't forget, we've got a thing out front. You can get a picture. And it actually looks like you're standing in a stadium when you get the picture. It really looks good. Call you blessed. Have a good day.